With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome and thank you for joining us on Birth Mother Matters in Adoption with Kelly Rourke Scary and me, Ron Rains, where we delve into the issues of adoption from every angle of the adoption triad. Do what's best for your kid and for yourself because if you can't take care of yourself, you're definitely not going to be able to take care of that kid and that's not fair. And I know that my daughter will be well taken care of with them. Don't have an abortion. Give this child a chance. All I could think about was needing to save my son. My name is Kelly Rourke Scary. I am the executive director, president, and co-founder of Building Arizona Families Adoption Agency, the Donna K. Evans Foundation, and creator of the You Before Me campaign. I have a bachelor's degree in family studies and human development and a master's degree in education with an emphasis in school counseling. I was adopted at the age of three days, born to a teen birth mother, raised in a closed adoption and reunited with my birth mother in 2007. I have worked in the adoption field for over 15 years. And I'm Ron Raines. I've worked in radio since 1999. I was the co-host of two successful morning shows in Prescott, Arizona. Now I work for my wife, who's an adoption attorney, and I'm able to combine these two great passions and share them on this podcast. An adoption agency is definitely a safe place and a safe environment when placing a baby for adoption. One would hope. Yeah. <laughs> and I guarantee it. Yep. Well, I guarantee our agency. I can't speak for, for every agency. For building Arizona families. Right, but for building Arizona families, we're a safe place. I've always wanted to be a safe haven, a safe, a refuge for women who, who need help and want to place their baby for adoption. I want them. I, it's been described uh, by one of our birth moms, actually more than one. It feels like home when they come in. Mm. And that is the biggest compliment to me because that was my goal is when they walk in. Well, you've been there. You've Absolutely. Been there. And I hope that you felt that warm presence and it's just very non-judgmental. And, it is like a family kind of yeah. environment. And again, yeah, everybody's very friendly. Yeah, mm. I agree. Yeah. So many women that come into our office, uh, pregnant, considering adoption, are dealing with being homeless uh, a lot of them have a warrant for their arrest. A lot of them are using drugs. Many of them have children in the custody of the state. Many have previously had abortions. Um, lots of them have placed for adoption prior. Some of them have been uh, consuming alcohol. Many of them don't know who the birth father is. They may have multiple birth fathers. And some of them are teenagers. Right. And I want to reassure those listening that you're not alone if you're one of these, fall into one of these categories. Or we know, more than one. Right. And many do. And, yeah. you know, we're not there to judge. We're there to help. We're, at least, like I said, I can only speak for our agency, but a social worker is there because she wants, or he wants to, to be there for the good and the bad. Right. And they, they know the roller coaster that a social worker is on you know, during their career. And they know that, you know, there are good moments and bad moments. And as I've said before, 
And I tell every worker that comes in, this will be the best and worst job you've ever had. Mm-hmm. And I stand by that. So, so many women have come in and tell me, you know, I was so afraid when I first walked through the doors. And then I walked through the doors and I, I was watching some of the testimonials that women had on the TV that we have playing often when women come in. And it really made me feel better. Mm-hmm. And again, that's the goal. Some women will come in and say things like, you know, we, you know, I'm on, I'm on a lot of drugs and, you know, I'm afraid to tell you what drugs I'm on because I don't want you to not want to help me place my baby for adoption. And that's not what happens. No. As a matter of fact, there's nothing that you're going to tell or they're going to tell you that would really come as a surprise. Correct. You know what I mean? You've seen... Pretty much all of them. In almost gamut. 16 years, and in and, and speaking with probably well over a 1,000 women, mm-hmm. I would say maybe even, you know, 150% of that, maybe up to 1,500 women speaking to them, I can say that there is little that I have not heard before. Right. And, I mean, we've seen the drugs, everything from cocaine, crack, ecstasy, heroin, marijuana, methadone, uh, methamphetamines. Xanax, the whole oxycodone, hydrocodone, Percocet, Vicodin, you name it, we've we've seen it. Mushrooms, um, we've seen the gamut. The interesting thing about about the drugs that come in is I will say I do see trends. Mm -hmm. So in other words, like we'll have a period of maybe six months, nine months, or even a year where there's a lot of women that are using this particular drug. Right, like heroin. And then next it's whatever It'll shift, else. Right, because right, we right. saw, you know, for the first, I would say, eight or nine years of the agency, um, crystal meth was the big, big drug. I mean, right. That was what everybody was coming in on. And, and again, now we're not seeing that as much. We're still seeing it, but it's not as prevalent. Now we're right. seeing more heroin and we're seeing a lot of methadone. Mm-hmm. And it's just very different. And then we're seeing a lot of, of the... Uh, the prescription drugs that are being sold on the street as well. Now, understanding, obviously, you're not a doctor, but you've seen a lot of this. What, I, just out of curiosity for myself, what drugs seem to be the worst for the pregnancy and for the baby in the long run? Well, I can't, again, I'm not a doctor. Right. Um, but from my experience is methadone appears to be the drug that uh, the babies are in the hospital withdrawing the longest they need the most medical assistance uh to come off of uh heroin would probably follow that okay and fentanyl is uh the drug that that in my opinion right now is the scariest because it's being laced in all these other drugs and a lot of times women are not aware of what has been mixed into their drugs so they may be doing fentanyl and not but they're really also getting it. heroin and something else. And, right. Right. Okay. So you can place a baby for adoption if you're on a methadone program in Arizona. We have lots and lots of women that are on the methadone uh, treatment program mm-hmm. and choose adoption. And it is something that we are, um, you know, we're used to working with those women that are undergoing methadone treatment. It's not something that is uh, scary or new to us. It is something that we're very familiar with. Adoptive families are absolutely willing and excited to love your baby regardless of substance exposure. Obviously, they want the best 
health for you and the baby. Right. But they're not there to judge you or condemn you for uh, drug use. One question that a lot of women are afraid of when they come in is, do you drug test? Do you drug test? Mm -hmm. We don't drug test because there are, actually there's a variety of reasons and I'm going to discuss them because again, I think knowledge is power. Uh, One, just because somebody tests positive or negative one day doesn't mean they're not going to test positive the next. I have seen and heard of ways that people can alter a drug test to not expose the drugs that they're using. Hmm. That's not our role. Our role is, as an adoption agency, is to work on an adoption plan. Because there's no repercussions, uh, there's nothing that a woman using substances versus a woman not using substances won't receive in terms of benefits or assistance, it doesn't change. Right. So there's no reason to not be honest with us as an agency because that enables us to find a family that is willing and able to accept a child that has been substance exposed to whatever is being used. So in our frame of mind, I feel like if we were to perform drug tests, that is one, a liability for us because we're not a doctor's office mm-hmm. and we are, again, not there to to judge or to scrutinize or... You're, again, it go, goes back to making your environment feel more like a family, like a home for these girls and, again, not to be judged. Correct. Okay. And so when they come in, we're not, we're not performing drug tests. Okay. Um, so that's that's a big thing. Now, with adoptive families, obviously some everybody has their limits. Some are going to say absolutely no drug use. What would be the percentage of adoptive parents who uh, don't want any drug use? Oh, that's a probably really pretty low, really isn't it? good question. Yes and no. Okay. I will say that the more. An adoptive family is educated, the more open they are. Okay. And unfortunately, when you don't have adoption education and you are wanting to adopt a child, what needs to be understood is that women that are placing their babies for adoption are placing their babies because they're not in a place in their life to parent. If they were a stay-at-home mom in a stable marriage, not using drugs, um, getting medical care regularly, Chances they wouldn't be placing are. their baby for adoption right. in 99.9% of those right. cases. So women that are placing their babies for adoption are doing so because they want a better life for their child than they can provide. And <clears throat> substance use across the board is an epidemic at this point. Mm-hmm. I mean, drug use, is it's bad. We are seeing a lot of it. So families that come in are, I will see... Initially, when they come in, they may say, you know, we want very limited drug use and, you know, we really, we really would like a mom that has not used drugs. And does that happen? Sure. Sure. Right. It's not the common. But it's more the exception than the rule. It is. It is. And the other thing that needs to be understood is just because a mom isn't using drugs in the beginning when she's matched with a family doesn't mean she's not going to not use by the end. Yeah, she could relapse or... Absolutely. She could relapse. She could try for the first time and get hooked. You, yeah. It's not... There's no guarantees. And life doesn't offer guarantees. Uh, I find that the more educated that an adoptive family becomes, 
the more open they become. Okay. The more open they are, and we've talked about the doors in adoption and that analogy, the more doors they have open, the faster they're going to be managed and the faster they're going to achieve their goal of adoption. Every family may not be equipped or ready or emotionally able to adopt a child that has been substance exposed. Right. That may be over their limit. That that threshold may not be there. And in the long term, I mean, obviously some of these babies are somewhat addicted when they come out, right? Yes. So in the long term, what are some of the adverse effects? That's so of- debatable. Um, and very hard to substantiate because so okay. many studies are showing different things. Okay. Are they more and apt to become, I have, have addictive personalities? Not or? necessarily. Really? In okay. my opinion, I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not a medical professional. Right. From what we have seen and from what we have been told by the adoptive families that have adopted from us over the past almost 16 years wow. is the vast majority are not reporting any long-term effects. Now, that's not to say that it, it's hard. It's it's hard, I think, from an adoptive family's perspective when they're raising a child because you think, okay, so if my child has this behavior, is this because they were drug exposed? Is this because they were adopted? Is this because they're Any three number of things. and that's what they do? Is this because, you know, it's hard to attribute what is the cause because or the there's root. always so many there's so many factors, factors that, right. that go into a life, right? And so could there be long-term effects? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Could there not be long-term effects? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I would say that the vast majority of feedback that I have gotten are... Positive the, stories. Yeah. Happy A lot endings. of nurture as opposed to nature kind of things. Yeah. Um, now, you did bring up one thing. It kind of just... It's a sidetrack, but it made me think. What do you think when you realize that some of the earliest babies you help to adopt are now driving. It makes me feel old, Ron. <laughs> That's not where I was going to go with that, but okay. It makes me feel old, but thank you for that. <laughs> no, but I mean, you've changed so many lives and some of these are now teenagers and driving. And I have to say, when I sit down and I sit down with every birth mother that comes into our program and I explain my story and I want her to know that, you know, if it wasn't for adoption and the mm. gift I was given, I would be sitting on the other side of the desk. Right. And I, you know, my experience and the life that I have had, have had, is what they're giving their baby the opportunity for. Right. And I have to say, when someone's looking at you, they look at you one way. And then when I say this, it's like they look at you a completely different way. <laughs> and, you know, you become, you know, the uh, the bird in the cage at that moment. Right. And they're then fascinated. And it's not it's not the response I'm looking for, mind you. It's I just want to present the other side. Okay. So many adoptive families that are educated regarding drug-exposed newborns are very open to adopting a baby that has been exposed to substances in utero. Uh, we definitely work with our adoptive families and we encourage them to talk to uh, pediatricians that have experience with uh, drug-exposed newborns. We encourage them to speak with other adoptive families that have adopted babies that have been substance, substance exposed. We want families to do research prior to matching with a mom or even uh, filling out the preference form because we wanna make sure that they're comfortable with their choice prior to going into a match with a birth mom. Right. 
when you're calling Building Arizona Families or AZ Pregnancy Help, it's same agency, two different names. We know that you're going in, you know, for the families that are adopting and this is your first adoption experience, you are going into uncharted territory. Right. We get that. That's why you work with an agency. That's why you have a caseworker that is there to hold your hand and to, to help you understand what this looks like and provide, you know, references. Oh, we have a family that experienced a very similar situation. Let me reach out and see if they're open and willing to talk with you about, you know, how this affected them, how they worked through it. And I would assume that nine times out of 10, people like to tell their stories, you know, or and share their experience. So I can't imagine too many times when other people who have gone through the same thing are like, no, I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) Agreed. Agreed. I, I, Families that have gone through, it's like, and this is probably a bad comparison, but when, if you are a person that likes roller coasters mm-hmm. and you go on, have you ever been on Montezuma's Revenge? Not Sperry Farm. No. Sorry. Okay. That's the only name of a roller coaster that I know. But if you go on some, you know, ev- this roller coaster. Screaming California Adventure or whatever okay, it's called. Right. Okay. So you hear about it. You know, you see the ads on TV, you see, you know, people who, you know, come off of it. You watch, you see on uh, Instagram, you know, they're wearing the shirt that they went on it. Right. You know, sometimes there's throw up all down the front of it, but whatever. <laughs> um, and you go on it and you loved it. What are you going to do? You're going to go on it again. Get back and tell line. everybody. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that too. <laughs> you're going to, you know, you're, yeah, absolutely. I mean, when you, they always say, you know, if you do X, Y, and Z, you're not going to get a t-shirt. You know, it's not. <laughs> so being able to tell your story and your adoption story is like wearing that t-shirt. Okay. It's like being able to stand proud behind your child and your family and and know that you did something amazing, not just for your family and not just for this child, but for the birth mother. Yeah. Because you're able to give her that peace of mind knowing that her child is being raised in a home that she wants for her child. The and whole she's not triad able to provide. benefits, right. Right. It's a positive and a win-win situation. A win-win-win situation. <laughs> According to drugabuse.gov, the number of women with opioid use disorder at labor and delivery quadrupled from 1999 to 2014. 19.5 million females, or 15.4%, ages 18 and older, have used illicit drugs in the past year. Estimates suggest that about 5% of pregnant women use one or more addictive substances, and if a pregnant woman attempts to suddenly stop using drugs and alcohol without medical help, she can put her fetus at risk. My name is Shyler. Well, my first day I found out I was pregnant, I was a little nervous because I didn't know how to expect it and to tell my mother. I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? So at first it was a little scary, and then I walked into your life, It was amazing. It changed my whole life. It made me a better person, as well as for my daughter. I knew I was leaving her in the hands of somebody I could trust. Um, I got the best, Aaron and Jonathan, are one of the best people that have ever helped me in my life and changed my life for my daughter. Um, I don't know, sometimes when you're on the street or when you're out in the world, you don't know what you're going to expect. People think a lot think highly of you and think good of you but they just don't know what to expect because you know becoming a mother is hard and just alone and with the parents both being together in the relationships they're kind of hard and difficult to go through 
but I know that I have the best support and that you're doing a great job at coming to Building Arizona Families and they're here to help you. I'm not crying this because I'm scared or upset. I'm here because it's the happy tears and I just wanted to tell them thank you. I decided on adoption because I felt that it was gonna be the best for my life that I have what's going on in my life right now. I have a mental disability and I just thought that the best support for my relationship with my daughter would be to put her through adoption where I'd have opened adoption where I can be able to see her, communicate with her and also know how she's doing throughout her whole life. And I wanted nothing but the best for her and I and I'm lucky because I found the perfect place and that's building Arizona family. It's a hard step for anybody to go through, but I know that it's really important for a girl and a lady to understand And we have the best team. When I came through, it was a little nervous and I got scared the first day because I was like, I didn't know what to expect. And then there's, you got a lot of relationships that you go through with each person and building it was the best part of my life. So it changed me in many ways, and it also made me find myself within myself, and I would hope for the best for my daughter, and that's why I left her in the guys' hands, for us to build a good family. They help you financially, they help you mentally if you need any, like, any classes you need to take or support system. They help you with clothing, they help you with food, the ladies here, everybody, Bling was awesome. She helped me through, I mean, whenever I needed her, she was like right there. You know, she never, she stopped what she's doing, no matter what the crisis of situation was, she was right on time and it was just great. And then meeting you and then knowing that you were adopted also was really cool because then it kind of like made me have better incentive for me to meet when I when I get to meet with my daughter, if, if that's what she chooses and I hope she does, you know to understand through your situation and to feel like it's like not a tragic situation. It, it's it's about building yourself and your character of life and what you want for your life and, and it, it turned out the best. So I'm really happy for it. What was your best moment through your whole adoption journey? What was the one defining moment that you found the most peace, the most happiness? That I made the right decision. And I know that the right decision was to complete her, because I put her first, but I knew that the best decision was for, no matter what situation I was going through, no matter who was in my life, that you guys stayed by my side and and we just, we went through it and worked through everything, you know? And the support, that's the best part too, because you need that kind of support. You got somebody helping you with your clothing, your food, your, your finances, your circumstances, you know, there's, and then just being out there and, and taking the part that of your life that you've, maybe it could have been something bad, it could have been something good, but you turned yourself around and always think that for the positive part that it's going to be something that you're going to have a good outcome because you're not making the wrong decision by coming here. This is the best place in the world for you for this situation that you need to go through with this. And, and they're going to be there for you on and on and on and on, but just never give up and don't ever think that that's a bad thing to make that decision because it's, 
everybody goes to this situation through their life and they don't have family, they don't have or support or anything. So if it's in your relationship or anything that you feel like it's on a side that fails, don't think you failed here. You know, think of the best thing that you've ever made in your life as the best decision. We got the best support system with the um, ladies that work here. They'll give you utmost respect. It's They're there on time. They're always positive thinkers, and they always know the right words and the right things to say to us so we don't get our feelings hurt. So cause this shouldn't be a place that you would ever have any regrets, so I can guarantee you that. We have a pregnancy crisis hotline available 24-7 by phone or text at 623-695-4112, or you can call our toll-free number 1-800-340-9665. We can make an immediate appointment with you to get you to a safe place, provide food and clothing, and started on creating an Arizona adoption plan or give you more information. You can check out our blogs on our website at azpregnancyhelp.com. Thank you for joining us on Birth Mother Matters and Adoption, written and produced by Kelly Rourke Scary and edited by me, Ron Rains. If you enjoy this podcast, rate and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. And as always, thanks to Grapes for letting us use their song I Don't Know as our theme song. Join us next time for Birth Mother Matters in Adoption. For Kelly Rourke Scary, I'm Ron Rains, and we'll see you then. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time.